Let me refresh your memory. Russians. That's right. Russians, Ruskies, communists, communists. Oh, now you remember. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Russian Tim, and I'm the host of weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Every Tuesday, 10.30 to 11.30 a.m., Rocket from Russia is aired on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, or CITR.ca, anywhere where internet is paid for. Hello, hello, you listen to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and this is Rocket from Russia broadcasting live uh, in Vancouver, BC, and if you're listening from the internet, it doesn't really matter where you listen because you're probably listening through the internet at CITR.ca. Who knows? I'm here. I don't know what's going on on the other side of things. The one thing I know that today will be an exciting show, I think, and I will try my best. I will try my best. 
Uh, pie up on the show of the song by the bell band called Propagandi from Winnipeg, Manitoba. That was their super, super hit called Anti-Manifesto uh, from their album, which is called How to Clean Everything, an album which came out on Fat Rec Chords over 20 years ago. Um, yes, the reason, the main reason I played this... Uh, song for you because today's show will be focused fully 100% on the upcoming 25th anniversary shows uh, which are celebrating the 25th year 25 years of existence of my favorite uh, record label uh, record producing company called Fat Rack Court. Super, super exciting for me. Uh, they already started doing a few shows all over the North America. They already been to Toronto, to Chicago, and a couple of other cities. Uh, on this weekend, they will be playing a two-day uh, mini festival in San Francisco, and I'm going there with my friend Manos, and we will enjoy two days of fat uh, rack bands, and it's gonna be great. So obviously today's show is focused on that. Um, so I will play a whole bunch of fat rack kids and also we're here two interviews one with kj of chicks dig it he already came back from toronto uh, anniversary shows and he will share his experience being there and also we will talk to sean who is uh, involved with a movie called the fat rack uh, this is a documentary about fat rack courts but this will be in the second half of the show how about we start with a little bit of fat hits we will start with a song from the very very first release on fat rack courts uh, it's a song by no facts this song is called the longest line that was the very very first release on uh this record label so let's do it this is you're listening to rocket from russia my name is russian tim and i'm playing here some fat hits for you how about we will start with no facts the longest line This is Joey Cape from Lagwagon, and you're listening to Rocket from Russia on CITR 101.9 in Vancouver.
Hey, this is KJ from Chicks Diggit, and you are listening to CRTR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Hello, 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 you are listening to the radio station CITR, and you're listening to the program called Rocket from Russia. This is weekly punk rock radio show hosted by a Russian immigrant named Tim, this has been me, and um, today I am celebrating the 25th anniversary of amazing record label called Fat Rec Courts, um, uh, they are have been doing um, anniversary shows um, already uh, for the past couple of weeks. Um, but uh, they, um, I'm going to San Francisco to check out Saturday and Sunday shows, and those shows will feature No Effects, uh, Strung Out, Me First in the Gimme Gimme's Bracket, Nightbirds, uh, Lagwagon, Swinging Outers, Tilt, The Flightliners, Mast Intruder, Toy Guitars, and a few other bands. This is gonna be mega, mega, super exciting. And um, yeah, today we're celebrating this amazing record label. Let's quickly go over the songs which I played for you. Only hits, this is hits, 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 Hits from Fat. Uh, the opening track was by No Facts. That was a title track from the, the very first uh, Fat Track release called The Longest Line. Uh, and this probably, this release started the label because Mike needed to release his music somewhere and just he just decided to do it by himself. That's how their like, record label got started. Then we heard a second band which got signed to Fat Track Chords. That was a band called Lagwagon and uh, that was a song called Stalking the Neighbors from their album called Trashed which came out in 1994. Lagwagon will be playing and are playing uh, this album in full in entirety uh, on those um, um, anniversary shows. So for all the fans of uh, Stalking the Neighbors Rust and Discords, all those songs will be performed at those amazing anniversary shows. Then we heard Strung Out uh, with the song called Too Close to See uh, from their album Twisted by Design. Then we heard Good Riddance uh, from Operation Phoenix that was opening tracks Shadows of Defeat. Uh, just as a reminder, Good Riddance are playing in October in Vancouver. And the final track was by Chicks Diggett uh, from their album called Pink Razors. And that was a song called I Remember You. Chicks Diggett are not playing uh, the 
anniversary shows, but KG, their uh, leader, the fearless leader of Chicks Dig It, uh, he went to Toronto to play an acoustic set at the pre-party for the uh, uh, Toronto show, and I got a chance to quickly catch up with him and see how he uh, got a chance to enjoy that um, um, Fat Rack anniversary. Let's check it out. This is my short interview with KG about his appearance at the uh, Fat Rack 25th anniversary shows. Hello, thank you so much for finding time from your busy day uh, to talk to me and uh, congratulations on uh, everything that's going on exciting in your life and you just got back from Toronto recently playing the pre-25th Fat Track anniversary and you also got a chance to watch uh, the show. Could you please tell a little bit about the experience overall, how you've met everybody and overall experience of being there? Yeah, it was just, I don't know, it's just like, um, we're kind of like the... Uh the overseas cousins that don't get to see all their relatives very often. And uh, so it was just great catching up with everybody. And, you know, there's a few people who hadn't met before. And, yeah, it was just, I don't know, just a great hangout. And, you know, it's one of those tours. Sometimes you see bands or, you know, like bands on tour and they're kind of grumpy and sad. Everybody was happy and having fun. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. Obviously, you got a chance to see a whole bunch of fat friends, like you already mentioned. Uh, were there any people who you haven't seen in a very, very long time, and you got a chance to see them maybe from back in the days, somebody from one of the fat bands? The first time we ever heard of Fat Records, we uh, were on tour with a band called Pansy Division, and uh, who, of course, everybody should probably know. And uh, we toured with them from like Western Canada out east, and then we hooked up with these two other bands we had never heard of before. And the first show, um, we played with them. Uh, this is a roundabout way of answering your question. But uh, <laughs> first show we played with them was at this hockey arena in Quebec City. And there was maybe, you know, 2,000 kids out front. They hadn't even been let in the show yet. And they were moshing and doing stage dives off of our vans. And so those <laughs> bands were lagwagging and strung out. And uh, so we're like, who are these guys? Like, it's crazy, like, how popular they are out here. And, uh, yeah, and I remember Lagwagons had that old, I think it was the Lagwagon. <laughs> and uh, it had all the, it was like an old, like, half bus or whatever, and all the lights on top got smashed because the kids were, like, <laughs> uh, jumping off their van. And I think Lagwagon was sitting inside the van while all this was going on, and they were trying to get into the, the show, but they couldn't. But... Uh, yeah, so those two guys are two bands um, were sort of our introduction to Fat, and so Lagwagon, you know, I've seen lots over the years, but uh, Strung Out, I hadn't seen probably since then, and so it was great to see those guys, um, and that's like 20 years ago mm -hmm. <laughs> or more, I don't know. Like that's a long time. <laughs> you played the pre-party, and I heard that the show went very well. Even Fat Mike was in the front row. Yeah, he was kind of giving me a hard time uh, during the show. So, uh, but he's actually really a good heckler because he was uh, pointing out uh, things that I didn't notice about my own songs. Uh, so that was good. But yeah, it was the show was great, and uh, and yeah, Toronto. It's it's weird. There's this group of people that were at my last acoustic show there, and uh, they knew all the words, and they were really like. They, those guys make the show so yeah it was a it was a great night perfect uh, out of if, if it's possible could you please mention a couple of things that uh, fat mike uh noticed about mentioned about your songs <laughs> i don't want them to become uh you know i don't want everyone to discover my secrets but he was pointing them out while i was playing it was and he was bang on so no i don't want to tell okay. you <laughs> KJ, and what's exciting for us in Vancouver that you are coming on September 17th with Joey Cape at the Cobalt. Uh, could you please tell a little bit about this upcoming short tour and uh, your acoustic uh, performance? Yeah, uh, and then because Joey has that one-week records label. Whoops. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so uh, he has that one-week records label, and uh, so... They just signed Walt Hamburger, who I'm excited to see. And but I don't know who else is playing the show because I Laura. I don't Laura? even I don't even really know which ones I'm doing. You're doing Vancouver. That's what that's what I know for sure. Okay, I'm doing Edmonton. I'm not doing Calgary because uh, I have tickets uh, to go see ACDC. <laughs> that's a valid reason to cancel the show. Might be the last chance. Who knows? 
<laughs> All right. Thank you so much for finding your time uh, to talk to me. See you in Vancouver and see you at the Fest in Gainesville as well. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be there too. See you there. Thanks, man. Okay. See you too. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, awesome. She used to model for J. Crew, but I don't know what that means. She said it's just a bunch of clothes from a catalog, like Abercrombie and LL Beans. I really never heard of them either. I guess we're from different scenes. She said she used to model for J. Crew, but I don't know what that means. From model school She says she used to kind of be neighbors With the guy who sang Let Love Rule She says she also danced in a gap band That I just see on TV She says she used to model for J. Crew I'd like to know what that Hello, hello, you are listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And this is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Today I am celebrating the 25th anniversary of a record label called Fat Rack Courts. We just heard that uh, brief interview with KJ uh, from the band called Chicks Digit from Calgary, Alberta, which are obviously a part of the Fat Rack uh, family. And uh, we heard a track called uh, J. Crew uh, from their album called Pink Razors, which came out on Fat Rack in 2005. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to the second part of the show in which I interviewed Sean, who is one of the movie makers uh, of a documentary called A Fat Rack. Uh, this is a movie, obviously a documentary, punkumentary as they call it, uh, of about the movie. Um, it's not released yet, but the test screening of that movie will be on uh, in the San Francisco shows um, in one of the nights, I believe it's on Saturday. They will have a test screening of that movie, so uh, people can check out. And I think it's a perfect, perfect um, setup for them. Uh, a whole bunch of fat uh, fans will be there, so I think it will be the best uh, crowd they could ask for. Uh, all right, let's do this. Let's uh, hear um, a trailer of that movie, and then we will uh, right away we will move to the, my f- to the first part of my conversation with Sean, where we talked a little bit about this upcoming documentary about this uh, movie. So let's do this. Uh, the, first of all, trailer of the movie, and then the conversation of Sean about the movie. Uh, how about that? They actually dosed me. They fucking dosed me. And I told people to label, and they're like, fuck them. Fuck these fucking this new band, drop them. I'm like, it's kind of cool. I mean, fuck the balls on that band. They fucking dosed the record, the record label president. I mean, fucking assholes, but I, I still like them. I mean, that's the kind of bands I want on my label. Don't fucking dose me, anybody, bands. But that's a fat records band. <laughs> In the 
very beginning, when Mike and I started the label, it was just a hobby and it was just for fun. It was me and her in an apartment and a fax machine in a closet. It's really great that they have that family vibe as far as running fat, you know what I mean? Like even if you're a brand new band on fat, you're part of the family. Like we're gonna be on fat records, like holy shit. Hey, you know, I gave Fat Mike this demo last night and he wants us to be his first band. It felt like home, like this all makes sense to me. You know, all of these bands are different, but all kind of are, are covered under that fat records umbrella. The way that I saw punk music before, I don't think Epitaph and Fat were good for it, really. More California streamlining and homogenization of it all, you know? <laughs> to be honest, there wasn't a lot of thought put into it. It was really just, we like these bands, let's put them out. And then we had no idea what the fuck we were doing. Like, none. I went to school for creative writing. Mike majored in philosophy. Like, we don't, I don't know how to fucking run a record label. Like, in the beginning, it was just a joke. We had no idea <laughs> what we were doing. And the fact that it was actually successful, in my mind, is a total fucking fool. And uh, thank you so much for finding time to talk to me. And congratulations on almost a uh, release of your magnificent movie, A Fat Rack, a movie about Fat Records documentary. Thank you so much, dude. I'm really, it's really cool to be on the show. Thanks, man. So there's probably no a better place than to release and to do a test screening that at Fat Rack 25th anniversary. Could you please tell how you got the, a chance to do that there? Well, we've been working on the movie for a couple of years, and uh, when I realized that the 25-year anniversary was coming up, I, was, I wanted to have something that we could show. Um, there's a lot more work the movie has, that has to be done in the movie, so we knew we wouldn't be able to do like a premiere, but we figured it'd be a good opportunity to get the movie, show the movie to a crowd, and a crowd being Fat Records fans. We can, you know, being the 25th anniversary, all the Fat Records fans are going to, you know, all of them, but a good chunk of Fat Records fans are going to be there, as well as the Fat Records family and, uh, you know, the bands and uh, those other uh, people that are part of Fat, so we can show it to them before we're done done, so we can get that feedback, you know, make sure we're reaching, making sure everyone's happy and, um, you know, to be able to finalize the film with a little input from the Fat fans, because it, it's a a fan-made movie, you know? Yeah, that's probably will be the most focused uh, group you can find. <laughs> I think we're going to have to grab a few people off the street and we'll have to ask them, like, do you know who Fat Records is? And they say, no. I was like, okay, come see this movie. <laughs> yeah. So we can get someone who has no idea who Fat Records is to make sure it all, you know, is good, too, because we're trying to make a movie for the fans, but also to show to people who have no idea about Fat Records or even punk rock and have them enjoy it as well. Uh, could you please tell, for the people who don't know about the movie, could you please just, and I'm curious as a fan as well, how that all started, because uh, this label has been around for 25 years, even more, um, and probably many people wanted to do a movie about it, but only you succeeded. Uh, I would say it's because of uh, youthful ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of started doing it. Uh, I was getting into video production stuff and had done a few music videos and actually had done a behind-the-scenes documentary on for one of the videos, and it turned out pretty good. And um, I was like, well, I'd like to do something about something I care about. And I said, well, let me, I'll do a little thing about Fat Records. You know, there's no documentary about them. It'd be cool to do like a little 15, 20-minute short about Fat Records fans and how it's influenced people. And... Um, I took some cameras out with me to Punk Rock Bowling when I went and just sent out a few tweets and uh, got Joe Sib and JT Haversat. Um, Joe Sib, the comedian, he, uh, he does uh, Side One Dummy Records and uh, he was in Wax and, you know, he's a comedian now. And uh, really that kind of just kicked it off. And then once, um, when I got back from Punk Rock Bowling, my job which I, it was a, I, worked for, I worked for a talent development school as a marketing director, and we do these showcases, and they bring in uh, uh, industry judges, and one of the judges had, just happened to be Ryan Green by complete, wow. complete, like, and so I was in charge of, you know, the, the event, and um, basically I hung out with Ryan and said, hey, I'm going to be doing this thing, and he's just, he's such a great guy, he, he did it, and when... I got that interview. I kind of knew that it was going to be a little bigger than just a, a you know, a, fan, a little fan thing. But to, con to continue the story, I sent, I put together a trailer from that and sent it to Fat Mike, and he 
he sent me an email back saying, looks cool. <laughs> and agreed to do a, an interview after a little, I had to ask a couple of times, but then he, they were coming down here to Dallas. And once I got him, it was kind of like all bets were off. It seemed like it was going to be a big thing. So, so yeah, that's kind of just started doing it. <laughs> Cool. And speaking of Fat Mike, that was uh, that's a good time to my next question. How he was involved? Uh, he did the first one here in Dallas, uh, actually at the House of Blues when they were playing. And it was kind of like after a show, you know, and after they played. So he was about a, he gave us about a 35-minute interview, which was a pretty substantial interview. Um, actually, a lot of that interview shows up in the movie because he gets said a lot of great stuff. But uh, when we did our trip up to California to do some more interviews, we just kind of hit him up and said, hey, we're in town. He's like, hey, come to my condo and uh, we'll do an interview there. So the second one was really not planned per se because I didn't really want to bug him. Uh, but he he did that interview and that was like a two and a half hour long interview. Wow. And yeah, he's really great and just went into a lot of detailed stuff about the bands and signing the bands and his philosophy and uh, the, the way he does business and It's a really great interview. It's like uh, it's almost, you know, we only have uh, about an hour and ten hour and twenty minutes to show the movie, but there's so much. There's just so much, man. <laughs> this, this, there'll be a lot. There'll be a lot of cool stuff for the bonus features. Yeah, like I said, like this interview has to be released as a separate movie. I think it'll be a, a thing that'll be uh, included as part of some of the bonus feature, as like an intact, so you can just listen to the whole thing, you know, because it's really he's an entertaining guy.
Hello, 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 you are listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. My name is Russian Tim and this is weekly punk rock radio show Rocket from Russia, preview of the Fat Rack 25th anniversary show's uh, celebration of this magnificent record label. Uh, we just heard a song by the band called The Flatliners, they will be the only Canadian representative in um, Uh, in San Francisco shows, and um, uh, that was a song called Eulogy from their release called The Great Awake. Uh, let's listen to the second part of my conversation with Sean, where he told a couple of uh, interesting stories, uh, his most memorable uh, moments of um, doing interviews and a few other things. So this is part two of my conversation with Sean, who is one of the main movie makers of uh, a documentary about Fat Rack Courts called the Fat Rack Punkumentary. This is part two. You also mentioned that you went to California and uh, you got a chance to stop by their office, uh, the FAT uh, office. Could you please explain how, as a fan, uh, was it to be there? How was the atmosphere, experience, talking to everybody and seeing behind the scenes? Man, it was it's just mind-blowing. I could recommend, if you ever want to hang out with your heroes and get them be all the places that you could never imagine being... Um, Do a documentary about him because, uh, you know... But you kind of you kind of screwed that for us already because you did one. <laughs> no, it, it was incredible. Uh, not only did they were very gracious and let us come to their place and uh, film, they also uh, actually... We did two trips out to California. We, first one we did an interview with Aaron and a bunch of the Fat Records crew. And the second time... They put together a Fat Store Day for us to be able to film. They actually did, did a Fat Store Day specifically so we could be there to film, which is, a very, once again, a very cool thing. It takes a lot of organizing. And, you know, they got a lot of stuff to do, so making time for us, the fact that they made time for us is really amazing. Um, and, and they're not involved in the production of the movie. They have been supportive and gave us the interviews and let us come and film, but uh, they don't have any creative control over the movie. They... Just so they're, it's really done from a more independent angle. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. They're not involved in telling us what we can show and what we can't show and that kind of stuff. But they were just been really uh, supportive as, as far as giving us uh, content and that kind of stuff. So really cool. They've been really great. It was amazing to go through Fat Records and be there in, and see all the records and thumb through different things that you've seen inside of uh, booklets. And then also we got the chance to be in the studio when Joey was recording Hang. Uh, Joey and the rest of Lagwagon were recording Hang. And also uh, to be in the studio when uh, Strung Out was recording uh, uh, their last, their newest effort, um, Transmission Alpha Delta. It was uh, pretty cool to, to be there. It was incredible. I, I played on Jordan Burns' drum set. So, so that was cool. And rode on his dirt bike. So, like, you know, that... <laughs> I think I've heard this before. 14-year-old me would be like shitting bricks. When I talked to Matt, who worked on Filmage, the movie about Descendants, he said that one of the biggest problems was because they did so many great interviews, how would it be possible to condense it to an hour or hour and a half of film? I assume that you have the same problem. So my question is, what will you have uh, for the bonus features? I can't say specifically uh, yet, but... There are a few things in the work besides just interviews, like actual like making of featurettes, little small uh, featurettes um, based on some of the other stuff that just would not fit in the movie, but really is some cool stuff. Because um, we interviewed like Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and Tilt, and, um, and uh, the Bomb Pops, and they're all female-fronted bands. And so we hope to put the little a thing together to kind of sh showcase that kind of their position in punk rock and how things are changing. Uh, it doesn't really fit with the narrative of the main movie, but it was something that I thought might be interesting. So we, we hope to have maybe something like that, like a little featurette, kind of, you know, five, six minute long thing, like little mini documentary things. We have a really, really great making of documentary that we're working on that features all the behind the scenes stuff from us making the movie called 20 Hours to Get Rad, mm. um, which has a lot of really fun stuff in it, and we'll be actually uh, adding on to that. And that has interviews with us, the, all the people from the crew, but it's also, uh, we made an effort to do that stuff as well uh, for the background, for the behind-the-scenes stuff. 
There's a few performances by Bad Cop, Bad Cop that should be on there. Some acoustic stuff that we hope to have on there. Now, I know this is guaranteed. This is just the yeah. things we hope to have together. I should want to preface that, but like, hey, man, what happened to the thing? <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it's uh, and that's gonna be. There's gonna be stuff on the special edition Blu-ray that we made for the um, the Indiegogo contributors. That won't be on any other Blu-ray that gets released. Um, uh, that gets released, or or is bonus footage that'll be digital. So there will be a few extra things that the people that donated are going to get. So that's going to be a pretty prized. And uh, to wrap up uh, this our short interview, could you please share maybe a story which won't be featured in the in the movie, so you are not spoiling any anything, but something. A story from one of the interviews you've done, which you think was one of the craziest, or like something that impressed you, one of the most interesting. One of the most interesting stories that we got. Mm, that's a good question. Whenever you, whenever you say that's a good question, you can tell someone's stalling for time. Uh, <laughs> the best one. The story about how uh, Mike wanted Lagwagon to change your name is a really good one. Probably hands down one of the funniest ones and the most interesting would probably be the story of how Strung Out got signed. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's not the normal thing. It's not the normal thing. Way bands get signed. Is there a carpet involved? I'm not gonna say. <laughs> All right, Sean. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you so much for uh, spending a little bit this evening with um, the, my interview. Very excited to see you in San Francisco and to check out the amazing movie Fat Wreck. Thank you. Thanks so much, dude. So awesome to be on the show. Hello, hello. That was weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, today on the show, I celebrated the 25th anniversary of magnificent record label called Fat Rack. 
course, uh, I am going to see their 25th anniversary shows on this weekend with Manos all the way from Greece, two immigrants going to USA to enjoy some good punk rock music. This is how it is. Uh, we just heard a song by the band called Tilt. Uh, that was a song called Libel from the album Till It Kills You. They are playing reunion show at this uh, event, at the 25th anniversary in San Francisco. They haven't played live in a very, very long time, so this is quite exci- exciting. So especially for all old-school fat fans, also Bracket will be playing. Huh? That should be a very, very fun event. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Uh, have a super fantastic week. Uh, coming up next, the legendary... Oswaldo, with his magnificent, beautiful, very good radio show called The Morning After. Uh, that's the name of the show. It's not... Yes, it is. Um, if you like what you heard, you can check out the podcast on CITR.ca on Facebook.com slash Rocket from Russia. If you use iTunes, you can do that as well. And I have a blog, rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com. Um, and to wrap up things, I would like to play a song where, by the band called No Use for a Name. Uh, they will be also doing a very cool thing. Obviously, if you're a punk fan, you know that Tony from this band passed away uh, three years ago. And um, obviously, the band stopped playing the, the, without him. But uh, what they decided to do, they will... Uh, Recruit, not recruit, but like they will use different singers and they will perform a no use songs with the band and a whole bunch of different guest vocalists. So, yes, I think this is it. Uh, to wrap up things, no use for a name, International U Day. Uh, thank you so much for listening. That was Rockin' from Russia, the morning after show, right after this uh, super song. so long to write this song but I gave up see one million words can't describe how it feels to know your love
Welcome to the show. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM. This is the morning after show. Stick around. We have a couple of guests today. Some live music. Some crazy music. 